Hello, and welcome to the Slow Style Home Podcast. If you don't want a cookie-cutter, generic home, and instead you want a beautiful, meaningful home that's layered with personality, then you are going to be so inspired by the conversations we have on this show. We talk about why the environments we create matter and how to set up our rooms to evoke specific feelings and experiences that are right for you wherever you are in your life right now. I'm Zandra, your host and creator of the Slow Style Home Framework that teaches you how to make really thoughtful and informed decisions about your home rather than chasing current trends that may not last or staying stuck with rooms you hate, feeling overwhelmed with too many choices. Right now, when you join our monthly membership, the Slow Style Society, you'll get a personalized deep dive into your vision of what a dream home looks and feels like. And together, we'll come up with a plan on how to achieve that. If that sounds pretty awesome to you, go to slowstylehome.com and click on Join the Society for all of the details. I'll tell you a little bit more about it later on. Right now, let's just jump into today's episode. Hello, and welcome to the Style Matters Podcast. I'm Zandra, your host, and I am so glad you're here. If you're looking for ways to love your home, enhance its beauty, and above all, make it a place that both nurtures you and inspires you, then you're in the right place. On this show, I talk with the most thoughtful designers, stylists, and artists in the industry about why our environments have such a huge impact on our overall happiness and whether or not we go through our days uplifted or dragged down. I pick their brains for how they do what they do and how we can apply it to our own homes. I believe everyone deserves to have beauty in their lives, and if it's lacking in yours or if you just can't get enough of gorgeous interiors, this show is for you. I'm so glad you found us. Before we get started, I want to remind you that early bird registration for my online course, Master the Mix, is still open, but only through midnight tomorrow, Tuesday, November 22nd. So if you are at all interested in transforming a room in your home with me as your coach, then you need to jump on it now before the doors close on November 22nd. And uh, I'm speaking specifically about early bird specials that are happening now. The course will not start until February and registration will reopen again in January, but the early bird specials are going to go away. Like I said, Master the Mix is an online course where together you and I will transform a room in your home using primarily what you already have over a four-week period. So there are lessons that are pre-recorded, but there are also others every week, actually, that are in a live masterclass format, which means we can be on together, online together on Zoom for Q&A, but you'll have access to me via email all the time, as well as a private group where we can share photos and make comments, give feedback, give encouragement to one another, uh, because you're going to be in a group of like-minded people who are all making over a room at the same time, using the slow style principles that you've been hearing about on the podcast. 
to learn everything about it, go to littleyellowcouch.com and just click on online course right at the top. Again, early bird access ends tomorrow, Tuesday, November 22nd, littleyellowcouch.com and click on online course. I hope to see you there. Okay, on with today's show. My guest today is Darcy Goodwine, author of Hotels to Home, Living the Luxury Hotel Experience at Home. But I don't think that title actually does the book justice. Yes, she's going to teach us how to steal some luxurious design ideas from fancy hotels. But Darcy goes so much further than that, so much deeper. She excavates our deepest desires when it comes to what we really want our homes to do for us. Now, she's a traveler, and so her backdrop for teaching herself and her kids and us really valuable life lessons comes from her love of hotels. She takes the experience of staying in a hotel to a level you've probably never thought of. I know that I was surprised over and over again by everything that I learned as I was reading her book. There are so many delightful gems in this episode. I think you're going to really love it. Here's Darcy. Darcy Gutwine, welcome to the Style Matters podcast. We're going to have a lot of fun with this conversation. Oh, yes. I'm very excited to be here. Well, we're going to start off with your story because I am very interested in ultimately what led you to write this book. I mean, you you clearly love traveling. I want to know why. What have been some of your favorite destinations? What led you to finally writing this book? Well, travel has always been omnipresent in my life. Starting as a young professional, I was exposed to weekly travel for work. That later morphed into leisure travel when I was a mother and really just wanted to ensure that my children had some exposure to various modes of living. And then finally, what characterizes my travel now is travel to university destinations, as well as longer trips to ensure that we have some interconnectedness with both ourselves and the local culture. But what's funny is we're using the word travel, and my travel world is a lot less about changing locations and more about new hotel experience. (laughs) This is really the crux of it. Hotel stays just ignite my soul. (laughs) <laughs> they just do. I, I, they always have, by the way. You ask about the book, and, and I wrote the Hotels to Home book because I recognized simply that hotel living made me happy. Uh huh. And I wanted to emulate that at home for myself, for my family, and my guests as really a way of life. At hotels, right? I was enjoying anything from soothing aesthetics to superior service levels, right. and creative property features. And I thought, well, why not use this practiced industry of hotels to create my own template for daily living? So I began a study of hotels. And then I keenly listened to my family's preferences while we traveled and really built the hotels to home lifestyle one concept at a time. Uh- so now we have a home life against the backdrop of five-star living. <laughs> a lot of people say, they're on vacation and then they want to bring it back home with them. Or designers will write books on uh, how to make your home luxurious, emulating a hotel experience. And you certainly talk about that, but you also make it so that it can be part of our daily living. It's not, it's not just for those special once a year or once every five year stellar vacations. And and you really, so you make it, I would say, very accessible, which I wasn't really expecting when I first cracked open the book. Well, I think it's important to note 
luxury differs from one person to the next mm-hmm. and one household to the next. So I really wrote the book with layers of luxury so that you could, and I said one to five stars earlier, but you could do a one, a one star solution and that makes you completely content. Or you could find a five star solution that actually is more gratifying. And the difference between the one and five are really your cost, your time, your resources that you're putting into creating a more luxurious lifestyle. So I feel that it could be just you know, implementing something simple and the whole household changes or it could be something major. It really depends on what you want. But again, it, I think it is accessible to everyone. I want it to be accessible to everyone. Well, and I want to mention really quickly, one of the wonderful features of this book is that at the end of every chapter, you, you have a little one to five star listing. So it's, it's, you give actual examples of, okay, right now we're talking about, you know, the lobby, right? And then it's, it's a one star idea, a two star idea, all the way to a five star idea. So I, I love the way you've organized the book in, you know, those little takeaways right at the end of each chapter. Oh, thank you. And it really is just to prompt everybody's own creative juices. Yes, yes. Okay, so I just mentioned lobbies. And and one of my favorite aspects of a hotel experience is is my first entrance into the lobby. What are some of the examples of hotels that have really inspired you to pay attention to the entrance of a home and what, what can we learn about entrances and, and why are entrances, both front and back door entrances, so important? Well, I'm so glad you picked this question because I love a lobby. I, <laughs> I just do. Ever since I was a child. And for me, and I would love the listeners to think like this, lobbies are like storybook adventures. Mm. Each one tells a different tale. And in fact, lobby adventures are are so noticeable across my life that our family in particular calls what we do lobby hopping <laughs> because with each new location, I take a peek at numerous hotel lobbies. Yes, yes. You know, not just the one where we made the booking. Right. I, I find it so fun. And so, but conversely, and to your point, I believe our personal entryways are often overlooked spaces. Mm. And I actually find this so ironic because this is where we're found coming and going through most days. I mean, one could say it's the most utilized space. And so I think space matters, but also hotels have so much to teach us here. Okay. Right? Hotels create a multitude of lobby environments depending on the hotel brand. That can be anything from classic elegance, beach chic, to a modern party vibe, and Mm. many styles in between. But there is one thing they all have in common. They all create their lobbies with the same intention, and that's to entice a guest to stay. So my advice is we learn from hotels and make our personal entryways a place that entices us to stay in our own homes. So imagine using your personal entryways as a place to promote coming home to a warm welcome and leaving with an air of positivity. And I think it can be done with ease. You had asked about some favorites. Um, Yeah. My personal favorite lobbies, or my, yes, my personal favorite lobbies are typically found at seaside or mountain properties Hmm. because they offer sweeping vista views. Okay. But but this is probably because I love lots of natural light, right? Uh So these views bring in all that light and that just makes me a happier being. When it comes to the interior design, I certainly think comfy seating areas, areas that are adorned with oversized flower arrangements. Uh Uh-huh. 
I do appreciate hydration stations. So these are all ideas that I've brought into my own home's entryways from hotel lobby visits. I know you're in Colorado and I'm I'm in the Northeast. And so we both have snow, right? And therefore we have mudrooms probably and there's back entrances and front entrances. And I have found that the back entrances are like dumping grounds. But not only is it a dumping ground, it's supposed to be just where the family dumps everything. But then I find people coming into the homes, they use the back entrances too. And the front entrance is completely neglected. So I want to, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Why is it, why do you and I probably both feel that that's not good for one's mental health? Oh, absolutely. I mean, can you imagine loving organization and then the minute you're home, you walk into chaos? Yeah. I mean, that can't be very comforting. And our homes need to feel comforting. And I would say that I started with our family entryway. I call it the personal entryway versus perhaps the guest entryway because I wanted everybody to walk in and have that sense of home being an enclave, you know, a portal to relaxation and restoration. And so that was very important for me. I'm not going to tell you I'm an organization genius, but what I did figure is that, you know, what does it take to make this feel very comforting walking in. And also Mm -hmm. I took into account all household members. I think that's important. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to tell you, that's a part of this process I didn't put in the book that I should have highlighted. I love the discovery amongst family members. Mm. I actually got that sense. I have to tell you, because there were several times where you were sort of delightfully surprised to learn what their favorite aspect of a particular hotel experience was so that you could then incorporate it, say, into their bedrooms. Right. So I did, I did get that sense that, that it was a way to, for you to sort of, I don't know, bond and continue to learn about each other. Yeah. And I, you know, as the children age, those responses change, which of is, course. So, is so interesting to me. And then I also have a husband and he has opinions. And so, <laughs> and so, sorry, and so, I don't know how that happens, but anyway, he has them. And, and so I love hearing, like, I learn new things about him, Yeah, yeah. you know? And so that's interesting. So um, we started with that personal lobby. It is organized. It does have a hydration station. Uh-huh. It also has personal messaging. Uh-huh. It does have a carpet to feel, it's always clean. It does have a carpet to feel a little warmer on the hardwood floors. Okay. And we do have a slipper basket. So oh. people can take off their shoes and put on slippers. I mean, I will tell you this about slippers. It is transformative <laughs> to take off the shoe, the street shoes and put yeah. the slippers on. It's almost like you said, I've arrived. Oh, and Yes. So those are some changes, you know, that we incorporated to make sure that that entry, which I do feel is very important, if not more important than the public entryway. I have to tell you that I am obsessed with my slippers. I, my family makes fun of me because I love them so much and I wear through them fairly quickly because I'm in them constantly. But it, I want to move to your chapter called Tea Time. First of all, I will go to a hotel just for their high tea because I just absolutely love that experience. I, you know, you get to feel a bit like royalty for just a little bit. Absolutely. But if a hotel offers the tea service and it's a place I can afford, I, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much guaranteed to book there. I'd like you to tell us how you've incorporated the ritual of afternoon tea into your regular home life because it's not, it's not necessarily high tea because let's face it, that can be difficult to pull off, uh, you know, regularly. 
Well, and you don't want tea to be associated with the word work. Right. And sometimes if you're doing a high tea that, no, by the way, I love having those at home too, but that's a different experience from really bringing the hotel tea time okay. home for me. Yeah. So tea time is something, by the way, I've always enjoyed, but it wasn't until I started spending summer months in Europe mm. where I realized how much the tea time ritual really added to my well-being. Yeah. So I was super eager to bring this hotel tea time into my daily living on a more regular basis. But I definitely did it in hotels to home style. So some people may say tea is tea. But I designed my personal tea time to reflect my travel favorites. Okay. So it became more special. It was a more encapsulated moment during the course of any common day or week. It it almost begged me to do it. Right. Mm. And sometimes we need that prompt to take that personal time. Totally. So when it comes to tea, firstly, I would say my tea is presented on a tray as I appreciate mobility. I like to tea, take tea where the mood suits. Okay. So I sit outside or I sit in front of the fireplace. So I really do like to be able to move with my tea. Mm. And then second, I mean, why not go to the prettiest room in the house for tea? Right. You don't have to have it in the kitchen, by the way, with your to-dos staring down. Exactly. Right. right. Yeah. So that's why I did that. And then my current tea tray um, is adorned with all of my travel favorites. Mm. So it's bringing a really special moment. Again, it's heightening the pleasure. Uh, the current tea tray now is from Florence. Mm. My porcelain teacups are from a Viennese hotel. Mm. I have a tiny, tiny bud vase, probably not worth much, but I had such enjoyment finding it in a souvenir shop. In yeah. York. Okay. And then I'm constantly, I'm constantly ordering tea varieties from my favorite English or Japanese purveyors. Oh. So, so now all of a sudden this little tray, right? And it, yeah. it was simply put together, but it's, it, it just begs for a respite from the ordinary. Yes. Right. It says a simple celebration for you for Darcy time. Right. And so it just again, I think it it just beckons me to take a breath, to take a moment, to take a me moment. Mm. And this has been so important in my life and my change in my daily habits that I'm currently creating a tea tray for my daughter. Oh, I know. It's so sweet. And while it highlights our travel memories together, and that is so nice and I love that about it because yeah. I always have it. The real purpose for me, though, was to teach her how important it is to take time for oneself, oh. no matter how hectic life gets. And I just want that tea tray to be her elixir throughout her life. Yeah. Something that just says me time. What a beautiful parenting lesson to hand oh. down. I mean, that's well, not one we ever talk about with our kids because it just doesn't occur to us. I mean, we're so busy. They're so busy. And, you know, you're busy growing them up and getting them out of the house. But, but you're absolutely – and the fact that you model that for her too. We'll be back after a quick break. I assume you're here because you want a one-of-a-kind, personality-filled home, Right. Well, in order to have that, you need to define and develop your signature style. When you do that, you're going to understand how to mix what you already have with new things you find, focusing on who you are and what you love, putting it all together in a cohesive way. So what's stopping you? 
Well, let me know if this sounds about right. Not enough time, not enough money, and a lack of creativity or design knowledge, which makes you feel overwhelmed and insecure about pulling the trigger and changing things up. This is why I created the Slow Style Society, to help you take action on making your dream home a reality. It's part social club for people who like to just geek out on design and part hands-on learning experience where you get better and better at making decor decisions for each room in your home. And for the next few weeks, I'm offering all new members an additional one-on-one style session with yours truly. So I'll take you through the lessons so you know exactly what to focus on inside the Slow Style Framework in what order, and you'll have a personalized support system from me to get you there. Go to slowstylehome.com and click on Join the Society so we can get started right away. Let's not wait for that imaginary perfect time to create your beautiful, meaningful home. Again, go to slowstylehome.com and click on Join the Society. Okay, back to the episode. Yeah, no, I I hope that it I hope that it ends up being very beneficial for her. In the near term, it's much like we talked about before, what you learn about each other, because we're always scouting these objects for her tea tray together. Oh, yes. So I, we went to an English castle and they had their own china. So that's her teacup. Yes, absolutely. So that kind of, that really adds another dimension to what I would call keepsake shopping. Absolutely. And I, I buy a teacup from every historic home that I visit if they have them. You know, they usually reproduce the the china that was of the manor or certainly if it's a presidential home or something like that. For that same reason, it's, it's, it's such a lovely memento. So there are a couple of things I want to make sure we highlight in everything you've just said. One is you said, I use a tray for mobility. And I really want to highlight that because I think people, when you think about staying at a luxurious hotel and all of those niceties, all of those amenities and those details, you you sort of think, oh, but you sort of scoff and say, well, I wouldn't do that at home. That's way too fussy is, is the word that people use a lot. But you really reminded us that it's, sure, it can be elegant and it can be beautiful, but it's also practical. It, you know, there's a reason to do it other than just the, oh, I'm, you know, I'm trying to be fancy today. Right. And I yeah. really, I really like that. And I love moving around with the tray. I, that was very important for me because I also have children in the home and needed to carve out space. And so that helped me carve out that space as well. Oh, sure. mom's, mom's in the great room having her tea. Right. And it's also a very important lesson to our children to, like you said, my daughter sees that I take time for me, but also there is some adult time. There yeah. is an adult space where I'm not going to be at the beck and call of, say, technology or family demands. Right. And I also want to point out that if you can find a beautiful tray on your travels, all the better. But you can also go to a thrift store and get probably a quite beautiful silver tray that's old and and quite lovely for $2. So don't think that you have to go to Target and buy something that's made out of melamine. Like you can actually, you know, this is affordable. This is doable. And also I'm talking porcelain cups. You might have a cup that says, I love you, daddy. 
Yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden, that's your cup for that moment. So it's really what you like. I used travels to build mine, but it's your it's your sense of liking and enjoyment that you want so that you do it. You won't do it if you're not enjoying it. Right. And the other thing you talked about in this chapter, you tried to implement a ritual. I think you tried to do it daily. And then you realized this is unrealistic. So tell us a little bit about that, because this is what I mean about your book feeling so accessible. No, you you have a real life too. So tell us a little bit about what you discovered as you tried to implement the ritual. Well, I discovered that I'm overzealous. (laughs) When I want to bring a hotel concept home, boy, do I want to bring it home. Right. So I decided I was going to do every day. I can't even remember the minutes. It was ridiculous. It was like an hour every day. Okay. I run a business. I have kids. I'm a wife. I, you know, have employees, whatever. Also found that one hour was too long. So not only was the frequency too long for Mm. me, but the duration wasn't fitting Darcy. Okay. So I had to think on both of those things. So I ended up doing it once a week, maybe. Okay. And it was probably 40 minutes. I noticed it took me 20 minutes to calm down. Ah. 20 minutes to enjoy the experience. And then I was ready to be done. Absolutely. And I think you've done this through with many of these chapters, these exercises, these rituals, these just kind of ways of of incorporating different experiences into your daily life style, you have tested them out. You've made sure that they are doable in your home life. And when they haven't been, when they really are more, okay, well, I guess that's just something very, very special you just do on vacation. You found a way to still bring it in somehow by by changing it a little bit. I want to talk about the chapter where you share the concept of keeping a travel journal. I love this idea. And, and I want to share with you that over 20 years ago, before kids, my husband and I took our first trip to Italy and we were using the internet to look things up at this point 20 years ago, but it wasn't as robust as as it is today. So a lot of my research was still coming from books and I was determined to find as many, you know, off the beaten path restaurants and shops and vistas as possible, but I didn't want to lug all of those books with me, you know, with my highlighted notes and my dog-eared pages on the trip. So instead, I bought this beautiful, slender leather journal and I wrote everything. I wrote all my notes down in that. But then the journal turned out to be where I also wrote down my thoughts about our experiences every day. And and not only has it become a favorite memento, but it really started me on the practice of writing things down almost on a daily basis when I'm on vacation. Because Sometimes those things are fleeting and we forget. So what are some of the things you've written in your journal over the years? And and how do you take those notes and use them once you get home? Well, I certainly love that you're so organized because <laughs> I love keeping a travel journal as well. And you know what? You're right. It's so easy to do now with all the digital platforms available. Yeah. But my hotels to home travel journal feels a little bit differently because it's not your typical travel journal, maybe one that's focused on family pictures or landmark photos. Right. But it's actually focused on what catches our fancy 
rather than those more obvious items. Yes. So it's Love my that. reaction to the travel. It's what I'm seeing. And so along my journeys, I've captured photos and jotted notes when I find something pleasing. By the way, even if I don't understand why it caught my eye. Okay. Yeah. Smile. So I say record everything that touches you. Yes. So anything goes here from flower arrangements, I'll often say flower arrangements, to tile work or mm. heated flooring. I mean, the key is recording what you yourself recognize as pleasing. Mm-hmm. So then once you've kept this travel journal, trip after trip, and this is the fun part, this is my favorite part, <laughs> you will notice that themes emerge. Right. And some of these themes you may have never known existed. I love this, this part of the chapter. Oh yes. Tell us about it. I love it. So like this is this, the discovery is so much fun. Right, right. You know, I'm looking through pictures and I'm like, oh, I guess I like the color of slate blue. Mm. That's come up 25 times. <laughs> so, you know, now I could say, I, I didn't know I liked paint and furniture. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of that, a lot of those pictures or moments. Yeah. I do like the color of slate blue. And I never realized, because I'm usually pretty simplistic, but I love intricate hardware touches. Ah. So this is something in design I would have never recognized I wanted in my house. Yeah. Unless I had this travel journal documenting my preferences and the pictures showing up time and time again. Oh, I love so- it. And here's what, and I know you were saying your audience are passionate homeowners and they're looking to create meaningful homes. Yes. So they'll like this last step. So once you identify your themes, use the travel journal as a compass. Mm. Take a tour around your own home and see if there are any of these themes playing out in your home life. Mm. Or are there discrepancies between your travel journal and home life? Yes. And then you can make the changes. So you can decide where you add or subtract architectural elements, interior design facets, or even modes of living details to best represent what brings you joy. Because mm. you already know your journal is, is saying to you, it's communicating to you what you like. It's such a great exercise to do. I mean, it's fun. It's, it, it's, it's introspective. You learn about yourself. You start refining your aesthetic, your eye. It's, it's just such a lovely, lovely idea. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you about guest rooms. You recommend spend a couple nights in your own guest room because you'll learn what's missing, right? So, so tell us about that. What, what, are some, what are some things? Well, my guest room stays were very telling. And they actually, truthfully, in the beginning started by accident, right? Somebody was sick and I just decided to retire to the guest room. Absolutely. My own health. Yes, yes. But much to my embarrassment. Oh my gosh. Much <laughs> to my embarrassment, I realized, I mean, this is one stay in the guest room. Yeah. I realized we needed extra blankets, better lighting, and additional <laughs> vanity space in the bath area if my guests were even going to be close to comfortable. I really feel bad for my earlier guests. So- I mean, I would suggest staying in the guest room at least once, but also why not stay different times of year? Oh, yeah. It changes how the room is experienced. My best example of this is my first stay in the guest room was during the wintry months. Okay. And then I had a stay in the summer and I realized that our drapes, well, they weren't blackout, first of all. And they really weren't hiding any of the light from outdoors. So I ended up changing the drapes. That's something I would have never noticed. No, right. If I was just, you know, in, you know, in the winter. And so it's, it, for me, it started in the guest room because it was my laboratory. Oh, yeah. This is where you put the slippers. This is where you 
you know, use the linen spray, whatever practice turned down, whatever I was doing, I was using the guest room as a laboratory, but it did not take long for me to move out of the guest room and start looking at the entire house. Yeah. So let's, let's go there. Let's like, what, what are some pieces that I think people would be surprised or even in the book? Yes. I think I call these hospitalities softer touches. Okay. The impact for us is definitely not where we live, but how we live within the home. And that takes on a variety of things. So I loved going to hotels and not being asked to do anything. (laughs) And so we started to practice not always having a greeting followed by a demand in our house. Huh. I've done that. I've done that for probably 15 years. Oh, I love that. So in other words, somebody walks in and you just smile at them and you don't say, oh, you know, take the garbage out. They're walking in the door. Oh, hey, hey, take the garbage out. Or can you please, I don't know, whatever, run the dishwasher. Right. Yeah. No, it's very difficult. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I mention that? (laughs) (laughs) I'm organized. I have I have a list of things, probably five things deep for each person walking through my home. Yes. They need to be need to be doing. Yes, very difficult for me to do that, but I was quickly rewarded by not having every entry be full of demands. All of a sudden, you know, people were more interested in having conversation. Yes, yes. And isn't that the point? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And that's all I ever wanted, especially if you're looking for more communication with a spouse or who's, you know, has a tough work day, Mm -hmm. or you're looking for more communication during, you know, maybe the teenage years. Right. Well, you're you're better off being a little bit more of a comrade and a little less of a drill sergeant. Oh, yeah. That is such a great example of the surprises that are in this book. The the, the the ways that you are bringing these hotel experiences into into our homes that I just nobody's really ever talked about before and and I I, I there, there's so much about really changing your mindset you know your your perspective right in this book so it's it's just full of one gem after another oh thank you I do want to ask you another question. You decided not to have any photos in this book. It reads like a memoir, part memoir, part guide, which I love. And because it reads like a memoir, it makes sense to me that there aren't photos. But then again, because it's about homes and hotels, you know, you think maybe there would be photos. Yeah, this was a deliberate decision. I actually had two publishers say no to the book. Because they wanted pictures. Yeah. And I felt very strongly that there should not be pictures. And I'll tell you why. Well, one, we're bombarded by pictures. But two, as soon as I put a picture in there, the reader makes a decision or could make a decision whether it's going to work for them or not. Uh And I want somebody living in an apartment on their own to somebody with three homes to enjoy this book. I want them to realize that no matter who you are, this can work for you. So the minute I put my own stylings in there, I'm starting to define what this solution is. And I did not want that for people. You know, this is important to me. So many people are unhappy in their daily life, in Mm -hmm. their daily living. Mm -hmm. They have great times on vacations. They spend exorbitant amount of resources for a few weeks a year, but then they walk in the door and they're not happy. Yeah. And I want to fix that. And I want to fix that for a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. So that's why. 
Oh, I, I'm so glad I asked because I think that's a really, really powerful answer. And it, and it helps you understand. I think it helps us go even deeper knowing that that was your thought process behind it as we're reading through these chapters and making sure that they were picking out the things that really do apply to us. So Darcy, I, you and I, first of all, I would love to travel with you. That would be so much fun, <laughs> clearly. But you and I also, like, I oh my mean. Gosh, our photo journals. Oh, my gosh. I know. <laughs> we, I mean, we would just, we would have such a blast. But I, but I am going to wrap up and I want to ask you, why does style matter? You know, I, I, I love this question because I don't usually think interior design first or, or my style. Right. I'm thinking about how I live at home. But, you know, style really does matter because it's one avenue that can lead to really our highest levels of living satisfaction. Mm. Because if we recognize our personal style, and I'm not saying that doesn't take excavation, it might. But once we recognize our personal style, if we stay true to it, we are actually honoring our essence. Well, it's such a beautiful way to answer that question. Well, thank you. Yes, it has been such a pleasure talking to you. And I realized well, I haven't asked you anything about your business that has come out of all of this. Could you just tell us a little bit about that before we end the call? I am an entrepreneur. I have two companies. One is a recruiting company. That's really what I built my career on. Mm -hmm. And then about five years, I launched Two Home Lifestyling. And this includes or houses the Hotels to Home book, our blog, and I am starting some consulting services. So we'll be launching that in 2023. Oh, exciting. I, I also have two other books. One is Castles to Home. Oh. And, and the other is Yachts to Home. Ooh. And I did these because when I when I think castle, I think rich and regal yeah. and celebrating rich traditions and really making a celebration on many different levels, kind of like we layer the scent. Okay. Let's layer the celebration so that okay. we feel rich and regal. Yeah. And then for yachts, it's about simplicity and togetherness. My my yacht experiences have been very fulfilling when I realize I don't need all of the trappings I think I might. And also how I get to know my family when we have some isolated time together. Yeah, yeah. See, again, you put these wonderful twists on things that are not expected. A yacht to home book sounds like it would be a coffee table book with gorgeous yachts in it. You know, it, it, and you are, you know, you, you got right to the heart of it, which is you just can't have a whole lot of stuff no matter how big the boat is. <laughs> Well, right. And it all has to stay pretty much planted. <laughs> yes. So, clean right. the counters is all I'm saying. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I love it. Well, we, we're going to link to all of those things on the show notes page of this website. Darcy, thank you so much for such a delightful conversation. Oh, yes. Thank you for having me. Okay. I hope that was helpful and inspiring. Don't forget to sign up for our upcoming course, Master the Mix. I am so excited about this. Just go to littleyellowcouch.com forward slash master the mix or click on course right at the top. Also, if you go to the website, you'll find photos and information from this particular episode, all of our episodes, everything you want to know about the podcast. Have a great week. Bye for now.
thanks so much for listening. I know your time is valuable and I really do appreciate you spending it with me. And please, please, please take a minute to leave a review for Slow Style Home wherever you get your podcasts. It honestly does help keep this show on the air and your feedback is highly valuable to me. Have a great day and I'll be back in your earbuds soon. Bye for now.